0: Welcome back to Cars, News, and Brewers with Brandon Lubeck and Grant Torgerson. How's everyone doing today? How are you doing, Brandon? I'm great, Grant, how are you? Welcome I'm doing, back. I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day out. You know, yesterday was the last day of summer, so kind of sad, but you know, today it, it still feels like summer to me, so. It's gonna be like 90 degrees tomorrow. It's still summer. I agree. Well, what's on the docket
1: today? What do we, what do we want to talk about, Brandon? Um, you know, let's do a quick industry update. Um, came out yesterday, there was, uh, 548,000 Dodge rams, fact check. Let me see here,
0: 443,712 trucks. The
1: diesel trucks from Dodge that were recalled, uh, due to a fire risk.
0: Wow, yeah, so it looks like the Ram 2500, 3500 trucks with the 6.7 liter engine. All the way from twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen could have been affected.
1: So that, holy crap! That, I mean, that's huge. That's <laughs> it's a lot of cars. I haven't heard anything from any of the stores that I work with yet. But like I said, it's news. Or it's new. It came out yesterday.
0: So you, you haven't, yeah, you haven't heard much uh, at the dealerships or anything yet. Not at the
1: dealership level. I'm sure it's just like you know, the recall where yeah. they'll get it fixed and it'll be fine.
0: So do you have any idea? I know this just came out, but what do they need to do to fix this? Or do they, is the truck told they take it back? Or is it a simple part fix or? You know what?
1: I, I haven't heard, but based on the news coverage, I don't think it's a major. Okay. Major overhaul.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people with those trucks. actually. I mean, anyone that's pretty much needs a work truck. That's, that's a go to work truck right there. So funny. Well, good luck to those. If you do have one of those, bring it in, get your recall done. Stay safe. Don't start on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, interesting thing happened, Brandon. We were having a conversation the other day, and I know a digital dealer just took place in Las Vegas. And uh, it was actually Texas this year, wasn't it? No, it was in Vegas, Paris oh. Hotel. Yeah. Nice. There is one in Texas as well, but uh, you know, one of our coworkers just went and spoke. Um, That's right. Down, yeah, presented down there, and it was in at the Paris Hotel. And, you know, they they came back and they met a lot of people there, a lot of conversations, um, a lot of people in the automotive industry, obviously. And a couple funny things that they took from it. One of them was uh, one of these guys they met basically said, in the next 12 to 24 months, dealerships are going to be left behind. I mean, they're basically going to be sitting there on their their thumbs um, if they don't change and get with the digital trend. So if you, I mean, picture all those dealerships that are out there that uh, you you know they're they're happy the way things are going. You We've know it's the is,
1: same way for the past fifty years. Yeah, going to continue to do it the same way. Um, that's a bold statement though. Twelve to twenty four months. That's you know, what are you, what's, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, considering that, I, or I consider myself a younger person in the car business. It's it's kind of crazy how fast it's going to change. You know because since I've been in the car business, that's all they talk about is the change and what's coming and what's coming. And the fact, or the fact that someone's willing to put a deadline on it, I think is interesting, you know, but I totally get it from when I started in the car business 10 years ago and the conversation you have with the customer now versus 10 years ago, is drastically different. I mean, when I would do a meet and greet with a customer, I'd be asking them, you know, what brings you in today? Are you looking for, uh, you know, are you adding, replacing, looking for a family vehicle, something for commuting? It, and it's not the case anymore. Oh, C- for sure. Customers come in nowadays and say, oh, I want to look at stock number 97485. You know, they know our inventory just as well, if not better than we do.
0: Yeah, isn't, isn't that kind of funny, too? Because there's, like you said, a lot of dealerships out there that are still doing that. Okay, what colors do you like? Lighter, darker? Any? I mean, you're you're picking out colors before you even drive the car and you
1: know what features you want it's it's just funny how well and with the industry and everything that's happening with the digital age i mean customers are going to be able to take the the vehicle purchases almost as far as they want online you know obviously they still can't test drive a car online but you know, there's a lot of places and a lot of companies out there that are going to make it so that way the customer literally could take delivery in their, in their driveway if they wanted.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think we touched base on this in the first episode, uh, but, you know, like myself, and I know I'm a little bit different, sorry, because I've worked in the dealership and I work for, you know, ADG now. Um, but, yeah, I I did everything online as far as like get credit approved, get all the paperwork ready, printed out. Didn't test test drive the car, but I you know, I had in the past, years ago. I knew exactly what it was like and if there was an option to deliver my house at the time, I I would have done that. But again, I know that I'm different than somebody that You know wants uh, or doesn't know about the cars or you know with all the new technology I would recommend to go test drive it because a lot of technology. There's too much out there can mess with you
1: And if you want a simpler car, I mean there's a billion things you could well I I think that it's still there's still gonna be a time and a place and uh, a market for the traditional, you know, look at a couple two three dealerships narrow it down to one to two go in and there's still going to be a a place for what we're used to Mm -hmm. but as that generation goes away and there's more buying power in the younger generations it's going to make that that other buying um buying process a lot more popular and a lot more in demand and dealers you know regardless if they want to they're going to have to adapt to it
0: exactly and and, i mean to your point brandon i love that you know these companies are starting to come up now that are making this option available, purchasing online, you know, delivering it or whatever is up to the customer. I think it's so huge. If the, you know, customer A wants to sit in the recliner, do everything and have it delivered to, you know, their driveway, hey, we can do that. But hey, if they just want to maybe get approved, uh, they want to choose between two cars, let everyone know in the process, everything's going to be done prior, but they just want to show up, drive the two cars and then leave with one of them. But you know, all that paperwork and everything's already, you know, they're already approved and things like that. I, I think that's huge that giving the customer
1: an option, okay. you know, to appeal to everyone. I, so. think that, I think you're absolutely right. Like it's what we're all marching towards is giving the customer as many, or, you know, letting the customer feel like they're in control, um, and it, you know, lowers their resistance and hopefully it uh, bridges the gap between, um, between them wanting to come into the store and not, you know, for sure. And I, you know, I mean, obviously
0: dealerships, you know, we've talked about this too before, but the traditional F&I manager, it's like, no, I, you know, I want this person to come in and I want to be face-to-face and, you know, and sell the products, which you know, that, that's a one thought process on it. But the other is you know, when some of these companies that are coming out are giving the options with all the products online already in there. I mean, let's, let's be frank, everything's transparent. Everyone can find out what, what a good price for the car, for the coverage that you're getting, for interest rates, all across the board. So, you know, let's just not even have a conversation about it. Let's put our best price up there and let's just do it. And, you know, in the research they're seeing so far, which isn't a lot, but they're selling just as many products per car as if the customer is in there. So I know over in California they're starting anyway. Well, and I I think
1: that, you know, the old school or, you know, the different way of doing it where you're, you know, you want to hide all your cards and not allow... You, know, you want to see the customer in front of you before you talk about interest rate or you want to see the customer in front of you before you talk about payment. It's just not the way anymore because customers will go to whatever dealer it is that's going to make the buying process the easiest and like you said, the most transparent possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, even
0: to, to back piggyback on that, people will go... You know, people want the easiest process. I, you know, I truly feel people won't even take their most favorite car if they could go and have a way smoother process somewhere. You know, that might not be 100% accurate, but I, I know that it's all about customer experience and that's what people nowadays are really looking for versus, well, I could save $100 if I drive across Minneapolis to go to this dealership. I get the same car for $100 less.
1: But you might have a horrible customer experience over there too. Well, I think that's what the generation, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, that they're willing to pay more for better service it's not as you know that that it has to be a fair price but they're willing to competitive price competitive yeah. yep, price yep. you know they're not willing to spend a saturday driving from dealership to dealership to dealership trying to save 150 dollars because because the, to them ultimately time is more important to them you know there mm-hmm. is not more important but is equally as important as money
0: correct oh, you're, you're spot on so well moving on uh Talk a little bit of, you know, I suppose we talked about some breweries, right? You know, it's in our title here. So Yeah, you're, you're
1: a lot uh, closer to them than I am. So where's the last place you've been?
0: Last place to have been, okay, now you just make this sound bad. It was last night. I went to Bauhaus over in Northeast, uh, just off of Central. Um, we actually, we have a group of friends. We do trivia. We try to do it once a week. And I know every Wednesday night Bauhaus has a great trivia mafia. Uh, and, you know, other nights of the week we, we try to get in But last night was pretty fun. Um... We actually had a group of 20
1: people, which is clearly too many. Do do they have like a limit on the number of people you can have or is it just that- They don't. It turns into chaos if you have that many.
0: They don't, so what we did, and we were in this long picnic table, you know, sitting across from each other and 10 on one side, 10 on the other. So what we did, we just split it down the middle. One half of the table was a team, the other half was a team. Actually, I should take that back. We did split up, and then more people came afterward. So one of the teams had like thirteen people, and our team had like six or seven. Um, so and it turned into a little. Nobody
1: wanted to be with you.
0: Well, you know what? Yeah. That's that's how it was. Um, but we we barely lost to them, and uh, and you know they have almost had twice as many people as us. So. Nice. But
1: you're right. No one wanted to be with us. So that was sad, mm-hmm. and you know. But so I think I've done trivia or I've been at places with Trivia Mafia before. So was yesterday. Were there any funny questions? They usually do a good job with that.
0: Yeah, so after it only took me a few times of going to these to realize the first question, first, first or second question, it's going to be like real hot topic news, like something that happened that day or the day before. So it's always kind of good to just look through the news a little bit. Uh, you know, right before you go, but it was funny because there's two questions I got right away in the first round, and I'll be upfront with you, Brandon. I'm not the best trivia guy out there. I'm good for a handful of questions
1: throughout the. Do they do they strictly monitor your phone usage during the? Deal?
0: So that's funny. Someone like when I went to Max Industrial last week and did it, the lady would just loved talking about it. Like if I see you on your phone, you're out. You know, I love the control, like the power it gives me. And we were just laughing, like okay, whatever. But last night, you know, they at the beginning they just say hey. Keep your phones out. I can't tell if you're texting or what. Just, just don't use your phones in this. Otherwise, we have to disqualify you. They say that. Never seen a team disqualified. And I guarantee everyone's out there and taking selfies or whatever. So, um, But yeah, back to your question. The, the very first one was pretty funny. Uh, this isn't going to be word for word. But the, the question was pretty much what what's... And this was general knowledge is the, is the topic. So what song by Elton John... In the 1970s was written that in the past 48 hours has been like a top
1: Google search what would your guess be to that oh I, I know it's rocket man
0: it was it was hilarious everyone just started laughing and wrote it down right away obviously with <laughs> not to get political but with drugs ra- you know
1: <laughs> I didn't realize this but they they do like a, they have a list that comes out I don't know if it's quarterly or yearly of the most dangerous things to Google And number one on it was Avril Lavigne. Why is that dangerous? So, it's because of, um, so like if you Google Avril Lavigne, apparently there's a conspiracy theory out there that she died and replaced with like a doppelganger. Really? Yeah. So anyways, it happened like 2013 is the, when they said. I have not done a whole lot of research on it, but um, I was reading the article. So it's like, like, Amber Levine was number one and Bruno Mars was number two. And the reason for it is because you Google it and then all these like unscrupulous websites come up and you click on it it's harmful for your computer phone or whatever. <laughs> so like it, it, it happens a lot so I, I can't remember what it is.
0: Um, See I, I can't I don't know where I was for those but for me it was like the Biggie, Smalls and uh, Tupac. Like th- those are the two that yeah. So people it, say are still
1: living you know or what, what not. Well oh yeah as far as conspiracy goes but this was like it's a list that comes out every once in a while because funny. so I think like or like last year or something it was like um, the gal from um, Harry Potter, Hermione. Yep, whatever her name is, Emma. Emma? No, it's. or yeah, it's
0: it's Emma. Oh my gosh. Let's just do a quick fact check here. Fact check. Maybe before my time. <clears throat> what? I can I mean, this is horrible. I don't know her name right now. My wife
1: would kill me. She loves those movies. Yeah. Careful when you're Googling so you don't get any more says
0: Yeah, sure. I just came up with the list here. What? Watson. Emma
1: Watson. Good call. Swimmy, Swamy, Swanson. Samsonite. Samson. Way off. <laughs> wow. So anyways, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they come up with a list of things you shouldn't Google. So then obviously people are going to Google them to figure out what it's all about.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Brandon. I'm, I'm tempted to Google that right now, you know? I'm not going to, though. I'm not going to
1: list of most
0: dangerous Google searches. So while you're looking that up, Brandon, uh, I kind of wanted to bring up, it was really cool. uh, Here at ADG, right before football started, Joel came to me and was like, hey, Grant, let's, uh, let's do some fantasy football for our dealers. And I was like, hey, I'm all on board for that. I love it. So we created this um, this format—it's really interesting how we do it. Actually, you just—you know you have each position. Um, you know, quarterback, two running back players, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a kicker in defense. And um, with that, so I, I put top fifteen ESPN-ranked quarterbacks in a column. Then I did top fifteen running backs in a column. And then moving to the, the uh, third column, running backs two would be the the top. 16 through 30 position rank for running backs, you know, and so forth. So it's the top 15 or 30 uh, players for each position and what the rules were here, it's just you pick one person per column So you can get one of the best running backs and then you can get the second running back would be someone between 16th and 30th per ESPN ranks um, and, and so forth and there's no weekly matchups. There's no substituting there's no everyone in there is gonna have a bye throughout the season um, and essentially you pick it you pick a team it's free to play and uh, the winner after that at the end of the season with the most team total points gets a thousand dollars I mean you know, it takes 10 seconds to pick your team send it over to me and I, I keep scoring I send out weekly updates of top 10 overall and top 10 weekly scores and it, you know, I think it's a, you know, it's a really fun idea it's getting everyone involved we have you know, a couple hundred teams involved in it I think it's you know, really cool. It was awesome. A lot of
1: the stores that I work with loved it. Really? And of the, you know, I have three other fantasy teams, and this one was probably the one that, like, I had, the like, the hardest time thinking about because I think I thought way too hard into it and was trying to be, like, sneaky and pick players that people weren't going to pick because, you know, I didn't want it to come down to whoever had the best kicker.
0: Yeah.
1: And yep. I think I way overthought it, and I think it bit me in the butt because I have not seen my name Anywhere close to the top of the leaders? Well, if it
0: helps you feel any better, it's—I uh, don't think anyone from ADG in general is in the top
1: thirty. So, t- but you know that tells you a people. lot about our fantasy league.
0: Yep. Well, you know, bring, bringing that up, uh, so I'm actually in four different leagues on ESPN, and then I'm in a CBS Pickums league, and then I control the ADG Dealer League one. So I get plenty of fantasy action and. Funny enough, I don't even have enough time to go in and do You know waivers and and keep track of all these teams. So it's kind of funny.
1: Is that your is that gonna be your excuse?
0: Oh, come on. I just want to drop some seeds in here. Come on. All right Moving on. I'm and two in
1: our ADG fantasy league. So if that backs you up I am um, captain mediocracy in all my leagues I am currently one and one and I'm probably gonna finish the season at 500 if I'm lucky
0: I just I'm more of a slow start and then finish strong because you know that that's how you win the championship usually I bet you are so I mean, you know, it's it's so frustrating though you each week I'm projected to win by you know 20 or 30 and like this week I'm projected to win 122 to 109 and I get the projections don't mean everything but it's like I I have Derek Carr as my q- quarterback for ADG league and He gets 30 points a week and then Lashawn McCoy and DeMarco Murray and Sammy Watkins and you know James Crowder—they all getting me like six points a piece. Uh,
1: I don't think it's a management issue. I think it's a it's a team issue. Um, your team's not performing to their expectations by it is. any means. I hold them up to higher expectations, and they're letting you project me them down. You project them to have a lot uh, better better day than they do. You gotta feed them the rock. Is that the right sport? That, yeah, you can feed him
0: the rock, absolutely. He can say that, I mean, that's more a basketball term, but you know, I'm okay with that, though. Speaking of basketball,
1: uh, I believe your dog uh, enjoys basketball oh, as well. Oh
0: my gosh, you cannot believe it. So,
1: walk home today, and first off,
0: my dog, Arthur, starts running down the stairs when I open the door. Just for all of you listeners out there, he was in the kennel when we left this morning. This is the second time it's happened,
1: and... In theory, he was in the kennel.
0: Yeah, in theory. Really, what it is is the gate wasn't properly shut. So anyway, we leave them out once in a while, so it wasn't too big of a deal. Everything down here looked fine. Bring him outside, do his business, come back in. I go upstairs. Well, we have a gate to our closet because it's kind of an open format here, floor pat floor plan and I we got a gate so he wouldn't get in the closet and stuff and I left it open this morning just you know he's in the kennel it's not a big deal but you normally always close it 99.9% of the time I was in a rush just wanted to get to work and just ran out and so I walk up the stairs after to bring in right there outside and on the bed it's just a mess of shoes of his toys ch- chewing up and I'm like okay what what's going on here and I get closer my Jordans are on the bed, one one pair, or one shoe, and it's just bitten through. And those things were the most expensive pair of shoes I've ever bought. Is it and self- I had them, like, not even a year. Is it salvageable? I don't even know. This is so fresh. This just happened. I don't even know. Sorry, I couldn't she, look at it. You shouldn't have brought it up. You should, this is very sensitive. This is hard for me to oh. talk about. And, and let alone, I know Shannon has some new dress shoes, and, and I they were moved around too, but I just... I couldn't even look through all the damage. That's right after when you leave. But I could not believe I've never been more mad at Arthur. You know, and if we would have left him out and had the gate shut, you know what? Maybe a little bit of his toy was chewing up. But now now he's just laying on his back over in the couch just mocking me right now is what he's doing. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. And he's just like, I'm just going to sleep now that you're here. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. But, you know. When shannon gets home we'll we'll see see how that goes. hopefully your shoes are okay, and hopefully the Jordans took the brunt of the fall there but hey it's an, you know on the bright side it's an excuse to get a new pair of basketball shoes so that's right that's okay with me but well, how are you expected
1: to do in, in your fantasy matchup this week uh, this week? Uh, I am uh, hovering around my projections are always hovering around, just barely beating them, and my teams decide that they don't want to show up um, yeah. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah, I'm. this year has been my most mediocre year. I'm not terrible, but I'm not good. Well, hey, we're only two weeks in, so we got we got plenty of time to yeah. make a comeback here. And I'm not selling yet.
0: You know what? It looks like there's a few other teams that are 0-2, um, in- including both the leaders at ADG, so it makes me feel a little bit better. I'm not the new guy to the fantasy league and just losing every game, so... Makes me makes me sleep better at night knowing that as of now, but well anyway, is there
1: anything else that you wanted uh, you know talk about today, or should we wrap it up? No, I think it, I think uh, I think we're good. I appreciate everyone taking the time and uh, hanging out with us for a bit. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next week.